Patreon.com slash the walk-off podcast. Uh, $4 a month gets you in there. Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's the walk-off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The diehard podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. It is the mega mailbag day. Here on the walk off, I'm Scott Belford, joined as always by the best co-host in the biz, Adam Mack. We comb through all your interactions every single week and answer as many questions and comments as we can. You can reach out on Twitter at Walk Off Podcast, Instagram the Walk Off Podcast, and of course, a big tip of the hat to all of our Patreon members. You get that Patreon bump and automatically get into the mailbag if you are a member of our exclusive club. Of course, with Patreon, you get instant access to all of our interviews. I know that I talked with Taylor Sacedo in the bullpen of the Mariners uh, just last night. That is up on Patreon as we speak. Uh, uh, Taylor Sacedo, a lot of you might remember him from his time in the Blue Jays bullpen. He made his MLB debut with the Jays and eventually was DFA'd at the end of 2022, was picked up by the Mets, was DFA'd by the Mets before the season even started, and then picked up by his hometown Seattle Mariners. And just an incredibly fun interview. He had so many stories about his uh, reunion with the Blue Jays when they came to Toronto. He had some great stuff talking about goofing around in the bullpen. He, uh, The Mariners tried to bring his personality out more is kind of how he described it. And it's why his confidence was better and why he had a career year is, is kind of how he framed it. But uh, he warmed up in the bullpen as a righty at one point. Yeah. And like every... like. Anyways, I won't spoil yeah. all. Yeah, but it's it's pretty great. Some of the stories he tells. So again, that's up on Patreon right now. Uh, we are speaking with Keegan Matheson tomorrow. We will release that obviously instantly. You can always uh, shoot us a message if you have a question for Keegs. Hit us up on Twitter, Discord, Patreon, however you want to go about doing that. It's a bulky one today, folks. We had absolute mayhem. In Blue Jays land the last week with all the, the Shohei rumors and then it eventually playing out how it played out. So my guess is a lot of Shohei questions here. So let's get going with that. Adam, yeah. kick us off here, bud. Okay, we are starting with, oh, this is a lot of scrolling to do. Uh, Mark Drebert sums it up nicely. Uh, no Tawny is the pun. It's just... Mm-hmm. Just one simple, sweet word. No Tawny and a yeah. bunch of cry emojis. Um, <laughs> Tunes Day with Johnny says, question for the mailbag. How's everyone feel about getting group tickets for an Otani game at the Rogers Center and collectively booing the shit out of him? I say this as someone who has never booed anyone, but I'm prepared to pop that cherry for Shotani suck. Um. Yeah, I mean, we will really dive into this. Um, I don't think that this is okay. So a few things. This isn't really on Otani. This is. I have no gripes towards Otani. It's. I didn't want to get excited, Scott, and you guys let me get excited the fucking morning of. Yeah. So it's on me, really. Man, I, you thought it so well, too, because I was on about a week earlier. I was on board a week earlier than you. I fought it, too. Just wasn't able to to fight it off as long. But that Friday, it did so many of us Jays fans in. That fucking Friday, man. Could have done without it. Talk about bad Friday. Just uh, bad Friday. Yeah. Not kidding. Not so solid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The sentiment is real. Um. And it will be interesting. I know I was I was watching John Boy talk about this a little bit. Trevor Plouffe mentioned it, and he was talking about how Otani's been the golden boy his entire career, man. From the time he was in high school to joining the Nippon Baseball League in Japan to posting and signing with the Angels, even over this free agent span, he was kind of the... 
recipient of positive vibes. And for the first time in his career, he is going to need to deal with a little negativity thrown his way. He's going to deal with uh, some booze and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to be like, listen, he's not not the level of LeBron, right? Yeah. Yeah. When like the the decision and and taking his talents to South Beach and that whole announcement, like I know the Cleveland fans were burning LeBron jerseys in the streets. We don't have that same justified claim do we to be that upset like he was never a jay he never said he was coming to the jays Mm -hmm. we got excited he went somewhere else Mm -hmm. i don't know uh mish says i feel like we brought a spork to a knife fight i feel like no matter what we offered we were doomed to miss out based on the groundswell of opposition from the league itself and its media minions after today i just feel gross like we dodged a bullet um, I have tickets for that series already, but I'm thinking I'll be exchanging them for a different date. And then she puts an asterisk unless there's a giveaway that I want. Yes. Well, they have a lot of Blue Jays Shohei Otani bobbleheads to give away. So I <laughs> uh, hope they didn't print those up. Uh, oh yeah. man. It's been, uh, it's been a wild few days. Yeah. Um, Okay, Mackenzie DM'd us on Twitter about Otani and said, Hey guys, not going to lie, I'm so confused about this Shohei contract. What exactly is going on here? Uh, are they actually only paying him $20 million over the next 10 years? $2 million a year for the next 10 years. Is this legal? How does this work? Scott, go ahead. So to start with, yes. They are only paying him $20 million over the next 10 years. So the Shohei Otani contract breaks down like this, $700 million for him to be paid only $2 million a year for the next 10 season with $680 million deferred until the end of the deal. Sources confirm with ESPN. Uh, the CBT hit on the contract is going to be around $46 million a year. So... 46 million of his 70 million a year is going to still count on the luxury tax. Now, the competitive balance tax is what it's called. It's a bit of a joke. It's a bit of a joke calling it the competitive balance tax and then having complete loopholes for the whole tax system to be circumvented. Um, Shohei Otani, by the way, makes, so a lot of people are, you know, Dodgers fans and Yankees fans, the two major markets that MLB constantly bends over backwards to make sure that they're happy and that they're in the limelight and that they get everything that they want. They're spinning. It as like, well, what an incredible thing to happen for major league baseball, right? The Dodgers are still being given this opportunity to win by Shohei Otani, who is only receiving 2 million a year. What a hero. (laughs) This is the gentleman who cares so much about winning. He's prepared to get paid almost none of his salary until the end of his contract. And there is a little bit of truth to that. Good for Shohei Otani, and what is being reported is that he offered this type of deal to every team involved. So if Toronto did land, or if the Cubs did land Otani, or the Giants did land Otani, the structure of his contract would probably pretty be pretty similar to this. Doesn't make it any less toxic. Uh, but Shohei Otani made $40 million in off-field money last. Last year, his off-field money alone would have made him tied for third highest salary in Major League Baseball. He can take $2 million a year from the Dodgers to defer the rest and still basically be the highest paid player in baseball. Now, this is interesting when we get into endorsements because Shohei Otani's endorsement deals are so much higher than anyone else in baseball. It's pretty mind-blowing. So these are the top three player endorsement earnings in 2023. Number one, Shohei Otani, $40 million. We just said that. Mike Trout is number two, $5 million. <laughs> That's wild. Aaron Judge, number three, at $4 million. So we're talking, we're talking a thousand percent <laughs> increase over the next highest with endorsements. Mm-hmm. 
There is no player past, present, or future who could or would have 98% of their salary deferred for a decade for the competitive balance tax. It just, you know, like that's the thing, right? Shohei's making so much money on endorsements that him pushing the lump sum of his contract down the road is no big deal to him. So this is a really special and specific contract that we're not going to see uh, other teams get to take advantage of in the same way. Because even if you look at Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and a lot of Jays fans are saying, well, can we do this? Can we just knock this down the road and worry about it in 2035? I doubt it. I'm not saying Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. aren't rich as fuck. Yeah, they are. But to continue to live the lifestyle that they're accustomed to, to just take, let's say, $500,000 or a million dollars a year and push the rest for 10 years, it's just not going to happen. Tim Hortons is going to have to pony up a lot a of lot money of, to sponsor of those uh, bow nuts from, uh, for Bo Bichette. Yeah, okay. It's honestly like, man, I want to play like sour grapes and be like, bang on the table and this isn't fair and mm -hmm. whatever. And like, it is like real. I just can't help but like admire the, how impressive this contract is as much as it is mm -hmm. like breaking the game. And that's frustrating. Um, I think there's going I to agree. be a potential uh, for, uh, lockout concerns at the end of this CBA um, when deferral rules are written into the CBA in such a way that are does like competitive balance tax and everything like this it's designed to level the playing field and then when the top dogs get to take advantage anyways it sucks it's there's potential for those. What do you need? You need 23 owners to agree for the CBA issues. So you need eight owners mm -hmm. to be frustrated. You need eight, eight small market teams to be like, this is bullshit and yeah. have a log jam that can. That well, could we just bring on a couple of years ago, right? Huge, so yeah, it could bring on a huge work stoppage. It, absolutely. It's concerning. Uh, that being said, it's really impressive what they were able to do. Like Adam, just the from needle a... that was thread throughout this process. Like, forget about even just the contract. Let's let's go right back to the beginning of free agency and the pursuit of Shohei Otani by these mega teams and the way that his agency played them against each other and maximized this deal, I don't think anyone truly viewed $700 million as a possibility. And the truth is, the Piper still needs to be paid, right? Like, if you're a Dodgers fan, you are living in the now. There is nothing you are doing more than living day by day because it could be pretty tough to swallow come 2035 or whenever the the... You know, so I don't want, okay. I don't want to spend too, too much time on it because I'm not an expert on that, but I will say again, this is, I should put, just put this on a piece of merch and sell this, uh, go listen to the David Sampson podcast this morning because yes. he broke it down so well. Um, but that deferral, uh, loophole, like the way that that money needs to be paid, um, there is a stipulation in the CBA that all of the money needs to be um, for any deferred payments. All of the money needs to be funded um, for the by the second year of the contract. So, ten years, two million dollars each year. And then six hundred and eighty million after that, but all of that needs to be funded by year two. But the loophole is that it only needs to be on the books for a statement, like for one mm -hmm. bank statement, I guess. So, like one single day, where the Dodgers, 
were owned by the Guggenheim Investment Group, um, which is like a multi $250 billion insurance investment agency. Like this is absurd amount of money they're playing with. So all they have to do is allocate $680 million into the Shohei account for one day take a screenshot of it and submit it and then they can pull it right back out and go you know manipulate and invest or liquid and again whatever. yeah yeah like it's just <laughs> like so like that's the sort of thing where it's like oh yeah if you're a if you're a small time billionaire i could see how that would be frustrating where you're like i can't just liquefy 680 million dollars even for a day to like and so this it's is where this is where yes it's legal Okay, this is uh, we. I even looked it up. I know I sent it yep. to you. The whole CBA yep. section eighty nine is where they get into the deferrals, and it says right in it there is no limit to the amount of money that can be deferred. Now, nothing like this has ever been done in baseball, and if you are the Cincinnati Reds, you are the Pittsburgh Pirates, you're the Milwaukee Brewers, the yeah, Marlins, is, yep. yeah, like this is pretty detrimental this is pretty upsetting and and when you look at the collective um or sorry when you look at the competitive balance tax and you know that it was put into place to try to literally avoid what we're seeing right now it is frustrating because it should be a 70 million dollar exactly. a year hit for the next 10 years so what 48 million dollars it being lowered to that does is now the Dodgers uh, are at around 220 million instead of 242, which is over the tax. They are now under it. And that gives them like an extra $22 million before being over the tax. And let's face it, $22 million. That's Yamamoto. That's where the, you get that. Yeah, I know extra, that's like, where it, that's where it feels pitcher. like cheating. Right? Exactly. That's where, so, I mean, I just can't help but be like impressed by the skirting of the rules. Like, man, there is just horrible for baseball, but it's bad super for baseball. Impressive. I mean, it is so impressive. Um, I okay. I was always raised: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I don't. I don't want to say I was raised. I growing up, that's what. I heard from a lot of coaches, right? Like you got to push the boundaries of the rules and that I buy into. I don't buy into cheating. Like cheating is cheating, whatever. Yes. Um, so I'm not pro cheating. I am pro loopholes and I am pro. If there's a way you can do it and you can get creative like that is. I can't help but admire it, man. Like Agreed. And this is why it's an MLB problem, and it's not an Otani and a Dodgers problem. Yeah, I, I'm not on Otani. Like, I don't have – I'm not even mad at the Dodgers no. for doing it. Like, I'm just like, man, that is that is a, like, master class in fucking CBA arrangement. Like just, Manipulation. Yeah, like, this is a – flaw in whoever drew up the cba like this is this is a loophole that should have been closed about, but i don't know how seen, you even yeah it's like we've never seen anything even close to this like this isn't this isn't the cincinnati reds paying ken griffey jr three million dollars until 2030 right? right like yeah. you know like this isn't the bobby, isn't Bonilla, bobby Bonilla day yeah like this is uh this is wild Shohei Otani is going to get $68 million a year from the Dodgers starting in 2033. Wild. It's I mean, okay. So the other part of it, which is like, again, impressive is he's going to make 2 million in salary, another 40 million in endorsements, which is probably, well, I was going to say it's probably going to go up now that he's with the Dodgers, but he was already in LA. I don't know if it's going up. It'll but probably just, Whatever. He's going to make 40 plus million uh, for the next 10 years. And then once he retires, he's going to make even more money. Yeah. 
Like he gets a raise once he stops playing baseball. <laughs> because I mean, <laughs> in rare circumstances, you continue to make as much in endorsement deals after you retire. But generally, once you retire, the endorsements do go away, right? You're not on the box of Wheaties anymore. This is just so clever. So I'm just, I can't even, I hate how impressed I am. And like, yeah, I was just going to say, I hate it, but I love it. It's, it's, you know what this reminds me of? So impressive and so, so wrong. (laughs) My, yeah, so impressive and so wrong. My wife went to work last night. She worked uh, just a four hour shift, 7 p.m. to 11. And as she was leaving, my daughter and I were kind of trolling her a little bit. Um, we were quoting Shorzy at her, which was driving her nuts. And on her way out the door, uh, she rang the doorbell on us, which sent both of our dogs into a tailspin, quite literally. Um, and I just couldn't help but be like, oh, she fucking riled up the dogs on her way out. And like, just what a genius, evil genius move that was yes. that I was like, it was so annoying, but I couldn't help but be like, admire her brain for coming up with that. Cause like, that's, I was just like, oh, this is why I love my wife. Yeah. Evil genius. So this, this is where I'm at with the Dodgers. I'm like, ah, it's just evil genius, evil genius. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one, a lot from Deb. Deb okay. sent about a six part question here. A lot of it we've already covered. So, um, I'll try and sort through this, um, and only get the stuff that hasn't already been addressed. But how do you feel, uh, or how, sorry, how do you think you would feel if the Blue Jays signed Otani with the same terms that the Dodgers offered? Uh, for Deb herself, she thinks it would have been an overpay. He's almost 30. Uh, who knows how the elbow will recover. Um, and all a team has to do is walk him to neutralize him. Um, so let's just start with the first part of that. If the I Blue Jays signed the same term, how would you feel about it? Would it be overpay? Would you be happy with it? So I would be. Do you thrilled. think we dodged a bullet? I, I, I would be thrilled, but I will say that there is no way that his on, on-field performance equals the money he's getting paid. I truly believe that nobody is worth $70 million a year playing baseball and that you're never going to get your money's worth on the field. Now, that said, this is far more of a business deal than anything. And if you are a major corporation like Rogers or like, what was the group again? The insurance Guggenheim. Guggenheim, yes. Or the Guggenheim insurance group. It makes money to set aside a a budget for Shohei Otani that is going to come back in spades for you. Like, this is the thing, is that I think the only reason the Dodgers went as high as $7 million is they're like, we're going to get it back. It's probably a wash. So, well, certainly the way the contract was structured where they only actually have to give them 20 up front mm-hmm. and they can play the stock market and their own investments with the other 680. That's I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that yeah. coming. So um that's another thing I hadn't even thought of, and, and great point there, Adam, is they now have $680 million to make more money with until it's owed, yeah. and uh, close to a billion dollars over 10 years. I mean, I'm no genius, but you're probably, with the right, right investments, making pretty close to that right back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, okay, next one is... Uh, Hopefully what- finance bros rip us apart in the comments right now we'll get those <laughs> these two idiots don't even know how to invest uh certainly don't <laughs> uh, i put it all into hats <laughs> Hat of the month club um okay next part here is uh what are some of the best jokes you've heard about the otani deferral structure i heard one about how 
The Looney Dog kids have pledged to eat 70 hot dogs this season, but are deferring 68 of them out to after they retire. That's good. It's funny. I haven't heard any jokes about the Otani deferral structure, so but that's good. I like that one. Yeah. Um, how happy are you that this Otani saga is over? Deb is a 10 out of 10. It's over. We can focus on what the team has and what we can get. You glad it's yeah, over? I'd, I'd say 10 out of 10. I feel pretty yeah, rip that uh, pretty similar. Right off. One motion. Grounds crew, let us know. Where are you at? Are you just happy this Otani shit's done with? I think most of Major League Baseball is mm-hmm. kind of pretty relieved it's over. Um. Yeah, that's, I think, everything else we covered here. Uh, what are your thoughts, grievances, on the talking points from the league that they want to expand slash grow into new markets? My grumpy self thinks they would have been happy to have additional revenue from an underclass of teams, but don't want to get carried away and actually challenge the special status of New York and L.A. Uh, I've been thinking about how Gretzky was traded from the Oilers to the Kings and how much that did to expand and establish hockey as one of the big sport franchises in the States. Mega missed opportunity here with Otani. It's like if Gretzky had have just went to the Flames instead. Oh, that would have been awesome. I mean, Otani... <laughs> as a, a Flames fan, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that uh, would have been awesome. Never would have happened, obviously, Battle of Alberta, but uh, no... I mean, Taylor Sacedo was joking around about this with me yesterday during the interview, which is up on Patreon right now. We'll release that probably next week. Uh, Former Blue Jays bullpen piece and obviously bullpen piece with the Mariners. But he kind of uh, made a comment of like, you know, Major League Baseball is all about growing the game expanding it into different markets as long as those markets don't have any of the superstars we know where the stars <laughs> should be playing which yeah. is la and new york nothing expands the game more than another iconic man on the dodgers right <laughs> i just love that idea that way of thinking of like well the dodgers had Kofax and they had you know Jackie Robinson, what a storied franchise. They should continue to only get the storied players, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, are these sour grapes? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm a little sour. It is a little bit of a, I mean, the perspective of, and I don't know if I agree with this, that baseball views the Dodgers and the Yankees as a traveling circus of support of sorts is like, I don't know. It's good to have a team in Cincinnati so that the Cincinnati fans get an opportunity to watch the Yankees come to play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the case. Like, um, but I, I get it. I, I get it. Um, from Andreas here in the mailbag uh, in regards to the Hyman article, uh, a comment from a Blue Jays fan that was born and raised in Los Angeles. Hyman is an idiot. Uh, as a baseball fan, I went to see all teams. Oh, sorry. I want to see all teams have superstars and compete at the highest level. Do we really want to see the Yankees versus Dodgers in a world series every year? In all honesty, I've lost interest in baseball when the Yankees were winning every year in the late 90s. Also, uh, I have been to plenty of Dodger games, and while I had fun watching those games, their fan base is something to be desired. Uh, Most are not interested in the game, and... Sorry, most are not interested in the game and are only there for show. I never understood why fans would show up in the third inning and leave in the seventh. Maybe with Otani, they will show up in the second inning. Uh, This is just to say Toronto is a beautiful city and has some of the best baseball fans. Otani will be missing out, so let's move on from the Otani BS, get some bats, sweep the Dodgers in April, get some October baseball. Yeah, John Heyman, enemy number one in Canada right now after that article he wrote. It's funny because I read the article, and yeah, it's... 
it just came across as ignorant. The dude has obviously never been to Toronto because him framing Toronto, like, uh, what was the one line that made me go, okay, like, <laughs> let's reel it in a little. And it was uh, where he was like, Shohei's also got a life to live and wants things to do, which is just like, tell me you've never been to Toronto without <laughs> telling me you've never been to Toronto basically like my god they act like this is there's about 20 to 25 markets in baseball that they would go to the players would go to Toronto and be like holy shit this is a big city <laughs> right like <laughs> uh-huh. yeah like no, it's true yeah I don't know um All right. Um, I don't really have anything else to add other than I just honestly, Adam, I I all these articles from American analysts, I don't even take it personal. Like it's not meant personal. It's literally founded on ignorance. And yeah. I think on MLB Mondays I, I had a bit of a rant about ignorance and just, you know, we all have our subjects and topics and preconceived notions and without actually experiencing whatever it is that you already have your mind made up on, you're just being silly and we all do it. So, I mean, don't, don't get too upset with these baseball writers. They've just never been to Canada. (laughs) This is true. Um, Okay. Zach Shepler mailbag question. Uh, with Otani being boring and going to the Dodgers, do you guys think Yamamoto will go to the Yankees or Dodgers? And with both teams spending so much money uh, and the Blue Jays not doing a thing, what's the chance that we'll get Bellinger? I don't want to be too optimistic, but I feel like it's a good possibility, especially if the Dodgers get Yamamoto. Where are you at on Mr. Bellinger? I think, I think Cody Bellinger is one of the top targets of the Toronto Blue Jays right now. I am really on the fence with him. I think that there is potential for him to be the exact piece we need. And I also think that there is potential for him to just not put up the numbers he did last year. I know a lot Mm of the peripheral numbers like Woba and barrel rate, just it's it predicts him to decline it doesn't make it look like it is repeatable the year he had last year and that is a little concerning now that said if you look at cody bellinger with two strikes he is elite around major league baseball and that is something that the toronto blue jays lacked was somebody who could go in there and battle it out when their backs against the wall we had a lot of rally killers from guys being down two strikes and just swinging through stuff down the heart of the plate, Matt Chapman. Uh, (laughs) So, you know what? To have a guy who battles, that's not a bad thing. And you know what? The average batting average with two strikes is a buck 70, and Cody Mellinger is hitting 286. That's impressive. How do you feel about Cody Bellinger, Adam? Like, are you sold on that he is the solution? I wanted him so bad because you were year. high on him. You were you wanted him last year on a one year deal, which is a yeah. little different than seven years, two hundred mil or whatever he gets. Maybe, maybe there's there are rumors that he might be a lot closer to one hundred and forty million. I don't know. It's the term and the money are. It's tough because I have competing interests of short-term versus long-term, right? Like Mm -hmm. three years ago, we got George Springer and it was like, oh, this is awesome. And now I would give anything to jettison him from the team, you know? So I understand that the... Just to clarify here, just to clarify, when you say that, you mean just you feel his money could be allocated to better places now. Not that you have an actual problem with George Springer. I don't think George Springer is a very good player anymore at this point in his career. Yeah. 
Sure, had a down year last year anyways. Down year last year with extra time at DH and a full season, and he's way on the wrong side of 30. Uh, Everything is trending in a scary direction from him for me when I look at it. Um, What do we have, three years left on his deal? Three years... 75-ish million. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. If we can get out from under that contract, I'd be thrilled. Um, Cody Bellinger, I think... My fear of Cody Bellinger, dude, is another George Stringer. Just a lot of money invested in a guy that isn't really paying off for us. I hear you, but but Cody Bellinger's only 28. He's not 34. Mm-hmm. I think the next five years of Cody Bellinger are just going to be better than the next five every years every George year we Springer, have yeah. had of George Springer's contract. That's my opinion. Um, by the which end is of the contract, and you we, might be right. I know George. Springer it's funny because George Springer's numbers, like George Springer's numbers in year one with the Jays, were phenomenal. He only played seventy-seven games, though, unfortunately. Right. Year two with the Jays, substantially above average. Still a good player. Again, the COVID couldn't season, stay on the right? field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you look at what the Jays did to get him out of center field. Because my God, Adam, did they ever go out of their way to make sure he didn't need to play a game in center field between Kiermaier and Varsho and the mm-hmm. trade and all of this was orchestrated to maximize the production from George Springer. And it just didn't work out. Last year was the worst season, by the way, everybody, in George Springer's career outside of his rookie season. So there are reasons to be concerned. Now, have we seen 34-year-olds make adjustments to their swing and become more power-centric and have good seasons? Yeah, look at Joey Votto, right? There, mm-hmm. Look at Nelson Cruz. There are dudes who have done it. And I would love to see George Springer try and go that route. But, yeah, a lot of money for the last three years left on the books for him. Uh, 2019, George Springer, OPS plus 150. Gone down every year since then. Uh, Be 34 this year. Trending in the wrong direction. Cody Bellinger, six years younger. This is a former MVP rookie of the year he's also got a world series uh to his name like but he's younger yeah yeah give me cody bellinger over george bringer uh, almost in a heartbeat i would say i'm i'm still all in on cody bellinger it would okay. feel like a big loss compared to the hype of shohei otani like that is quite the runner-up consolation prize, but it's still like which is interesting. If you had told Adam, me, in, me this in October or once we were eliminated that the Blue Jays were going to sign Cody Bellinger this offseason, how do you feel about that? I'd be like, "Fucking a, that's a great offseason." I would have said that's the 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 top, the highest the we top can free aim. agent they could have got. Yeah, right. That's how I that's how I felt up until Friday. Yeah. So, and then the whirlwind of the Jays being in on Soto and being number two to right. LA for Otani. Now everything feels like a disappointment. But the truth is, if we just go back a month or two, uh, yeah. an off season of Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellinger, Reese Hoskins, uh, Jorge Soler feels pretty good. Yep. Certainly does. Uh, okay. Now from, yeah. So I, I would say I feel good about if we get Cody Bellinger. I think our chances are good. I think if I saw anything from last year's offseason when we missed out on uh, Nemo. Not Nemo. The posted star from the NPB. Yoshinobu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yoshinobu. Yeah, Yoshinobu. Um, And then within days, 
traded away every everyone for Dalton Vart. I just I just feel like okay, we've we've missed out on Shohei. I don't think I think there's a good chance we go hard for Cody Bellinger. I don't I'm think we so I, interested in how this plays out, man. Like yeah. not just the Cody Bellinger sweepstakes, but I think that there's going to be some major holes filled on this team through trade. And I'm so curious as to what that is and what that looks yeah. like. It'll be an interesting one for sure. Um, still a lot of off season left. Um, so mm-hmm. there you go. Okay. Ian over on Twitter, uh, member of the Patreon says, if it's not too late for mailbag, I'd like to ask about Gary Gossman. I love how he stood up for Canada. Uh, there has always been a debate over whether athletes should take a stand uh, or shut up and play. Should slash can you see Goss leaning in and really taking on the U.S. media in interviews this season? He could really be the hero we need to dispel the history of American journalists poo-pooing Canada. Gary Goss. Old Kev coming out big with uh, a tweet yesterday morning where it was basically basically along the lines of, uh, I hate people shitting on Canada. (laughs) These are all people who haven't been to Toronto. Toronto's an incredible city, and anyone who's ever lived there or been there knows how special it is. I'm paraphrasing here. I could have just looked it up, but I didn't. But that's basically what what, what Kevin Gosman said, And, and you love to see it. Personally, I don't think that he's going to, I think he's done his part, you know, all of this American ignorance will just go to the wayside once the season starts and we'll have other things to yell and scream and be upset about. And hopefully Gary, Gary Gauze is on our, on our side for whatever those happen to be. By the way, we do get comments constantly about us calling him Gary Gosman. It is an ongoing joke. We're all well aware it's Kev. Uh, Gary Gary Gauze has a a, a ring to it, though, and I... Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean... I like it. It's... uh, Everything about the American journalistic views of baseball in Canada or sports in Toronto. And I just don't fucking care about almost any of it. Like it doesn't, it, it's not a sliver under my fingernail the way it is for a lot of people. I don't know. I'm more annoyed by Toronto sports media Mm. than I am about American sports media. Me too. Me too. uh, So Leafs fans uh, get under my nerves too, where they just think that the Leafs are the Jays and that every, everyone who cheers for the Jays is also a Leafs fan. It's like, grow up. Grow up. You're gross. (laughs) Grow up. You Leafs losers. Kidding. Obviously that's (laughs) strong. That's strong. We don't want to slip more in the charts than we already have. We love the (laughs) Leafs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get on. Uh, Here we go. Uh, From discord which is now a Patreon exclusive, by the way. Thank you for the support on Patreon. Blair says, besides Don Mattingly having a new role, is there any changes to coaching staff? I would like to see them bring up a coach or two from Buffalo. Seemed like the guys coming up had a pretty good approach at the plate. Good That's point. a really great point. So there is, there has been some um, coaching shuffles. DeMarlo Hale returning to the mm-hmm. fold. He's now at third base. Uh, Luis Rivera retiring. We saw Dave Hudgens, who was the hitting strategist, be uh, promoted out of the dugout. <laughs> However you want to frame that. The old Edmonton Oilers and the Kevin Lowe solution, right? right. Just keep promoting them out till he <laughs> can't do any more harm. Um, and yeah, he's right about maybe a Matt Hag hitting coach with the Buffalo Bisons, who did an incredible job last year with that Bisons team. We watched Ernie Clement. We watched Davis Schneider. We watched uh, Spencer Horowitz all come up when the Jays needed the most and really put on a hitting display. And and Matt Hag had a lot to do with that, coming up with the strategy, coming up with uh, what pitches they're looking for, how to just read analytics and go about their swing day to day, 
with some consistency. So great work by Matt Haig. Is he a guy we could see in the Blue Jays dugout in the future? Maybe, hopefully. He's doing his job in Buffalo anyways. As for how the rest of the coaching staff kind of washes out and lines up, uh, I think we'll see that continue to shape and form as the offseason go on. But uh, yeah, right now it's just DeMarlo Hale that has replaced Rivera. Is this a hot seat season for John Schneider, in your opinions? I think it's a hot seat season for the entire front office, but who knows? It's tough to actually judge what Rogers views as success or not. There's going to be a lot of pressure on butts to be in seats this season with all of the renovations. And Adam, we talked about this before, just the corporate luxury suites, the boxes, right? Now, in 92-93, they were selling 180 they were sold right out. All the luxury suites were full, right? 1997, when the Jays were not near as good, they were down to seven. So is that going to be a major concern to Rogers Communications, the corporation that is all about money and is the owner of the Blue Jays to make money? Yeah. Could that create a hot seat for some of these guys like Schneider and Atkins and Maybe even Shapiro, you would hope so, but it all is going to depend on how much money is being brought in. If they build a good team, no. Like, you know, if it, it would need to be the team underperforms. Do, do you think John Schneider's on the hot seat? Do you think Ross Atkins gets a free pass to fire another manager? That's a tough one. I think... Because I, I would have the, said absolutely, and then after what happened this offseason, I'm like, who knows? It's so hard to judge. The Jays would have to be, like, under 500 by the All-Star break for John Schneider to get fired mid-season, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is there a chance we move on from him if they miss the playoffs? Like, in November, does he get let go? I think there's a chance of that, but but otherwise, yeah, I think... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not smart enough for any of this stuff. Uh, okay, we'll end on this from Colin White in Patreon. It says, good day, gentlemen. I really enjoyed Scott's solo Therapy Mondays yesterday. There you go. All right, new take Thanks, on Colin. MLB Mondays, <laughs> um, which is, by the way, Patreon perk. So if you do subscribe mm -hmm. to the Patreon, $4 a month gets you in there. There is lots of extra episodes and extra content. So away we go. Uh, the walk-off dynamic reminds me of my fellow Jays fanatic friend, Liam, a kindred spirit to Scott. And with that in mind, here are some of our fantasies we brainstormed after the devastation of Otani going to LA. Uh, okay, so Colin and Liam, here are their fantasies. MLB increases revenue, removes blackouts, adds two teams, Oakland stays put, and small market teams receive more money from highly successful MLB.tv and can incentivize big players. Okay, that's a long shot. Um, I love that, but it is a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, another fantasy, I like this one. The Dodgers are in the playoffs yearly, but never win a World Series like that one. Yes. Uh, Otani wins at least two more MVPs and pitches until he's 40. So there's some bury the hatchet positivity. I like yep. that. Um, Blue Jays win at least two more World Series, ideally defeating the Dodgers in one of them. Now we're talking. Um, another Otani-like player arrives and the Drays draft him and sign him to a 20-year deal with $2 billion deferred for the next 40 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's when MLB steps in and is like, hey, hey, hey. Right. Yeah. We need to change and close yeah. this loophole. The Pirates are upset by this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to think of the Pirates, Blue Jays. Um, 
Blue Jays invent a new currency called Jays Coin, and it's tied entirely to the survival of the avian species known as Blue Jay, classified as threatened in 2034, but with a robust national movement to protect them against the invasive robotic birds. Okay, we're going full uh, Black Mirror here, aren't we? I like it. Uh, this is why we usually proofread the comments. <laughs> Things are getting dark here. Um, no significant global catastrophe. All right, tip of the hat there. Uh, it's long-winded, but I think you might enjoy it. Keep up the excellent work, CW. Thank you, Colin. Uh, and that's where we're end at, Scott. Love it. What a good way to end on a on a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually had a blast doing MLB Mondays by myself last yesterday. It's funny because I well, normally hate doing solo shows. I know that we both do, but uh, <laughs> I I just I needed to like. I had I hadn't talked to Otani because I was on the road and I hadn't had a chance to really get all of my thoughts off my chest. So it yeah. was kind of nice to like not need to share the room with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, fuck off, it. Scott. I get it. Uh usually <laughs> I do listen to your solo stuff. Couldn't bring myself to yeah. attend yeah. therapy session. So that's where we'll leave for it. A show we, for a show we titled MLB Mondays, it was basically just all Jay's complaints. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. All right, that's it for Mailbag today. Uh, Keegan Matheson, tomorrow? Tomorrow. That will be out tomorrow, and then yep. we'll see everybody on, on Friday. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Walk-Off Podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>